0: Our scripture this morning is from First Thessalonians chapter 1. It is 10 verses long. We'll read the entire chapter this morning. Paul, Silas, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. The word of the Lord. Paul writes this letter to a young church. The Thessalonian church was probably a year and a half in existence when Paul writes these words to to them. They are a church that has been planted in a major Roman city. Thessalonica was on the Ignatian Highway. It was a seaport. It was a prime place of power and influence, politically, militarily, economically. It was also a dark place. Paul comes to them after he's been in Philippi and been chased out of town or sent out of town. He comes to them. He stays with them for roughly six weeks, and then he has to go. And so he hears word that they are still doing well. And he wants to write a letter of encouragement to them. And in these words that we read this morning, he is encouraging them to keep the faith, to keep being the light in that community. We are not a young church. We are not in a major urban environment. We are not in the center of the political and Uh, economic um, place. Yet we also need to hear God's words of encouragement. The words that Paul shares with the Thessalonians to be reminded of what he reminded them. To be encouraged as we live as God's people in God's world. Paul begins this letter with familiar words. Grace and peace to you he speaks a blessing he speaks grace to them says remember that God is gracious that God is desirous that you live in peace and the peace of knowing him we heard it this morning as we heard God's greeting grace and peace to you we'll hear it again as we hear his benediction grace and peace God desires and encourages us to live in his peace and his grace. And this day is a day designed for us to remember and to be encouraged to do that. God gave us the Sabbath day so that we can come out of the darkness of our lives. We can come out of all the cares and all of the concerns. We can come and we can lay them before God, but we can also rest, bask in his grace, his peace to us. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God gave us his law. He gives us his day. He sets us aside to invite us to rest, to be refreshed and renewed by his grace, to be reminded that he is our God, that we are his people in a very powerful and living way. One of When we leave this morning, we will be given the benediction of grace and peace. It is a reminder to us as we go into life once again that God goes with us. That he is watching over us. That he cares about us. It's kind of like a kiss on a hand as a sign of remembrance. My wife is great with dealing with our grandkids saying it was, as they leave I'm going to put a kiss on your hand and when you put it up to your cheek it reminds you that I love you, right? The benediction this day is a reminder from God as we live our lives that he loves us that he's thinking about us Paul also reminds them That he also is thinking about them. Verse 2 says, We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I listened to uh, Chip Ingram's message on this particular passage. And in it, he made the comment that Paul is saying to them, you popped up on my radar. I'm reminded of your work, of your goodness, of, of who you are. Had a similar experience uh, this week. A friend of mine was telling me about a uh, situation in his life, and it's like God said, hey, you got to remember to pray for that. God brings us to mind in order that others might pray for us. In order to let us know that he is watching over us and caring about us. Paul talks about uh, mentioning them in his prayers. And remembering before God all of the things that are, are good about them. He talked to God about them. He celebrated the good. He connected over the everyday and was concerned about the things that were troubling them. God cares about us, and he uses us as his people to demonstrate and to uh, care for one another. Wouldn't it be great if we would take the time when we are when someone pops up on our screen that God invites us to pray about to say hey I prayed for you about this as an encouragement to one another and to others that they matter to God that what they are going through is something that is to be celebrated or be of concern, but always to recognize that we are saying that God loves them, and so do we. He builds a community around each one of us. He builds a community uh, within our community of love and life, of care and compassion, of people who are committed to praying for and caring about one another. He goes on to write, We know, brothers, loved loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. He encourages them to remember that God is at work in them. They were, after all, a small church, a young church. They didn't have deep traditions at this point. They were living in a in a community that was at best tolerant of them, but most likely hostile to them. They were those who were persecuting them because they dared to say, No, we are not going to do that anymore. They turned from idols to serve the the one true God. Some days that was easy, some days that had to have been really hard. Yet Paul reminds them that they were chosen by God. The evidence is that the the word came with power, the spirit was at work among them, and they still hold this deep conviction. We need to hear that as well. We've been a church here a long time. We've been coming, most of us, for many years. We know the truth of Paul's words that the evidence of our presence is the work of the Spirit who comes with power and gives us this deep-seated conviction. But we also struggle, personally and as a church. We also need to be encouraged that, yes, this is still true for us today. We are still people who are being used and encouraged by the Spirit, who are blessed with a deep conviction, a deep faith. When the world says, no, you don't count. Or when the world says, we don't need you, and does everything possible to dim that light of life that is within us. We are reminded of God's faithfulness. I think it was peter who wrote that the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he might devour why do lions roar they roar when they are in search of food in order that they might scare the prey and as the flock or whatever of animals moves on they sort out the weaker ones for an easy lunch or for a lunch and when they have that lunch and they have that meal, they roar again to make sure that everybody stays away. It's the same thing today. The lion roars. The devil working through the people of darkness continues to seek out the weak and the lame. I was grateful that to hear that March for Life continues, that they recognize That the most vulnerable people are, are the people who are in the womb. That the work is not done. That it must continue. That it must go forward. Because darkness still reigns. We have to have that same attitude. Our mission is not done. Our work is valued. Our work is needed because darkness still reigns. And there are vulnerable people around us. We need to see the light of God and his love in their lives we need to be the ones who challenge the lion that roars taking its prey and God gives us the grace to do that and finally Paul affirms the impact that their faith has in the world when he talks about how the uh, news about them they became a model to all the believers in Macedonia the message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia your faith in God has become known everywhere they tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath Paul says, we, can, we tell you, the world has taken notice of you. You are talked about. You are lifted up as a model of God's grace. You know, even the unchurched, even those who uh, say all kinds of things against it have to admit that there are benefits to having a church in their community. Gail gave me this quote this past week. Everyone should be benefiting from our faith whether or not they know Jesus. And it's true. Even those who do not belong to a church recognize, whether they know it or not, the value of having the light of life in their community. We are that light. We are the ones whom God has raised from, from the dead in Jesus Christ, who He has rescued us from the coming wrath. Think about when Jesus is hanging on the cross. One thief is, is railing against Him, is even scoffing at Him save, save yourself, save us. And the other one is saying, wait a minute. We're getting what we deserve. But He is not. He took what he did not deserve for our sakes in order that he might rescue us so that people will recognize we may still be getting what we deserve because God's wrath is coming, but they also are because they have believed in God's plan. People of God, be encouraged today. Remember that God has invited you to live in his presence and that he is full of grace and peace and that he extends it to us. Remember, too, that we are on his radar all the time. And we have the opportunity to bless one another as we share that good news with them. Remember also that God seeks to remind us that he has worked through us, that he has work to do for us, and that he gives us the power to do so. And because we belong to Christ, who is the light of life, we also share that life and also that light. And may we do so each and every day, faithfully, as God calls us to live out our lives in this place, as his people, in his world. Amen. Lord, you are an awesome God. Not only have you created us, not only have you given us uh, your word uh, as a map for our lives, as something that we can look into every day and find new things, Or perhaps be reminded of old realities that are still true. Thank you for these words from Paul this morning. For this reminder that you are a God who encourages. As well as a God who saves. In Jesus' name, amen.